0: This week is Photo Plus in New York City. I am not there. I am here, but I am keeping up because typically a lot of industry news comes out of PhotoPlus. There were three major announcements from Sony that I want to get to in a second, but as I was beginning to record this, I saw the news that DxO has purchased Nik Software. This is amazing news. If you're not familiar with Nik Software, they make a series of standalone applications that also run as plugins in Photoshop and Lightroom, etc. and they are some of the best, and I remember paying a lot of money for these back in the day to use them, and my favorite in particular was Silver FX Pro, which was this application that they use for black and white grading on still images. And it is amazing. It had the best grain structure, all the localized adjustments that you can do, uh, the tone shaping that you could do. I mean, it was really amazing. It had excellent film emulation in it too, if you really wanted that look. And what happened was a couple years ago, Google purchased Nick software and then they made everything available for free. And a lot of people were really excited about this, but then they announced that they would no longer be supporting or doing any development on Nick software. And so that was a little bit of a bummer. And I actually stopped using it because I didn't want to get dependent on it with my workflow. So one day I would not be able to use it when their computer didn't support it because they were no longer going to be pursuing development. So this was very unfortunate. But today the news came out that DxO has purchased it. There's no word yet on whether whether it will still be made available for free or whether they're going to charge for it i guess it depends on what direction they decide to take it but this is excellent news because at least somebody is committed to the future with the nick suite and it's it's amazing stuff if you haven't checked it out uh, do yourself a favor it's brilliant but let's get to the sony announcements they announced the a7r3 as well as two different lenses and so the two lenses were a 24 to 105 millimeter f4 oss as well as a prime lens, a 400 millimeter f2.8, which will be available summer of 2018. But at the end of November, we will see the a7R 3 And in my research and looking this up and checking out the specs, I, other people have made videos. I'm not going to sit here and just read specs, but I wanted to give you some thoughts on this because the a7R 2 was an incredible camera. I don't own one, but I rented them many times last year because I used two cameras when I was shooting the artist series. And what I would do is I would rent two a7R 2s and I use those not only for filming the artist series, but I would also shoot stills for behind the scenes and other stuff that I needed. They were incredible. Um, They weren't perfect, and there's been some major improvements. I have heard people say that another way to think about this camera is kind of like a slightly slower and much cheaper version of the A9, and that really does make sense to me. I, mean, I I see why they're saying that, but the A9 is a very specialized camera. Its big attraction is high frame rate shooting. And so this is a camera that's designed towards sports photographers, people who do wildlife, uh, certain types of events, people who need to shoot a lot of burst rate photos to get the one in there that's gonna work. That's not how I shoot really. And the A7R has always been more attractive to me because of the video capabilities, because I personally do a lot of video as well. First of all, the little things. Um, when I would rent the A7R 2s the battery life was horrid, and they now have adapted that to use the larger battery. I think it's the NPFZ100. It's the same battery that the A9 uses. These all sound like license plates. Um, but anyway, some other nice things too touchscreen, we've got two card slots now. Uh, OLED viewfinder, and another one that's really cool is USB 3.1, which you can actually power the camera. So if you do a lot of video work in the field, you can power via USB. That is a very nice add-on. 14-bit RAW for everything, including continuous shooting. And so there are some really nice improvements on here. One of the things I always loved about the A7R 2 particularly over the a7s2 was the a7r2 features phase detection autofocus whereas the a7s2 was contrast based only this is a big deal if you're doing video and you don't have a big crew and nobody's sitting there pulling focus and you need to use autofocus put turn on face detection and it worked great and supposedly there have been improvements on that too so the little things that have been cleaned up and you know Sony don't invite me to these events and when I say things like this it's probably why but it feels like sometimes Sony release cameras like software you're gonna try this beta version For a while, and then we'll make improvements for the next model. And that kind of feels like what this is. A couple of things that have been added, though, that are also very interesting is first of all, a higher dynamic range. And Sony are boasting that this will support 15 stops of light at the base ISO. And so that's a big deal. Um, The deal, though, and here's an asterisk, is it really is not proven yet how high you can raise the ISO and still retain 15 stops of light. ISO, as most of you know, in digital photography is basically gain. It does not work like film. There's no silver involved. There's no, you know, uh, physical sensitivity of a light sensitive object, but we have what we call gain. And so the metaphor of ISO is used. So photographers back when digital came out would understand what they were adjusting on there. And so when you have gain that's introduced, a couple things happen. First of all, when you raise the gain, you're going to introduce noise. And also you're not going to get nearly the dynamic range at higher ISO settings that you are at lower ones. This is all going to depend on the processor and other things, but um, that, It's not exactly proven, but the fact that you're gonna get 15 stops at the base ISO is very impressive. Uh, A couple things that have been added for 4K video. First of all, they have introduced an eight, sorry, it's an HDR picture profile that uses what they call hybrid log gamma. Now, this I'm not real sure about because my GH5, introduced hybrid log gamma. This is designed, it's an industry standard, so basically what this allows you to do is get an HDR or high high dynamic range picture without having to do any color grading. And then you can like directly put it on YouTube, they support it. it, there's televisions that support it now. And it's really not part of my workflow, and I haven't used it very much. If somebody has and they want to expand on this, please leave me a comment and tell me your thoughts on it. That isn't as exciting to me as the fact that they are doing oversampling now, which is very cool. So basically, what they're doing for the 4K image is they're taking a 5K readout and then downsampling that to the 4K right to the card. And so the idea behind that is that you're going to get a sharper image with more detail in it. So that is an improvement. And then also, there are no frame rate improvements, I want to add, too. I mean, it still shoots 24 and 30 frames a second, and then I think you can go up to 120 with 1080p if you're shooting just in 1080. The other big story on this is pixel shift multi-shooting. And so what this is, this is not new. This is something that Pentax has had for a while but it's a way that you can do multiple exposures and combine them together in post to get better color resolution in your image. So the idea is that on a digital sensor, each pixel represents either red, green, or blue, and then they combine to make your image. And so what they're doing now with pixel shifting is it allows you to take a series of four images. With each one, the pixels will shift and change color. So you a, a pixel might be red in one shot, it'll be blue in the next and then green in the next, so on and so forth, and so the idea is that you you can kind of get this higher color resolution and bring that down. Now, there are some caveats with this. You'll have to be on a tripod. Nothing can be moving. Uh, it's much like a lot of other multi-exposure techniques that you might use on a camera. So something like if you're doing high dynamic range bracketing or something like that. But it will be interesting to see how this works. Uh, people have spoken very highly of it on the Pentax systems. And if you're doing landscapes and things that generally don't move where you can use a tripod, this could be something that is very useful. So that is the A7R 3 I think the big tech Takeaway is one, they have cleaned a bunch of stuff up, the price did not go up. And what's even cooler is if you were eyeing the A7R2, the price has been reduced significantly. So now maybe the time to look into something like that. In the next video, if you saw the last one, I did a vlog video. Um, my friend David Brookover is in town. He brought with him Steven Saunders, who's an excellent printer, as well as Rod Clark, who owns a company called Wine Country Camera that make filters. And Rod made it possible to bring down a phase one camera for me to play with. And I have a couple more videos coming out. With that i'm going to do my review video next and the reason i'm going to do that is you guys wanted to see images in the last video well i just shot the video so i didn't have any images yet but i am going to show you some images and just to give you a little hint of what's to come the phase one it, this particular camera with this back on it is one of those game-changing cameras. It is amazing. Um, I'm using the Phase One XF. If you're not familiar, Phase One is a modular system, much like most modern medium format systems, so all the parts are interchangeable, which include things like lenses and then the backs. The backs contain the sensor, and this is the IQ3 monochrome, so this particular back that we were using, that back is the game-changer. And the problem with Phase One is a lot of people look at two things, and that's as far as they get. They look at the price because they are astronomically expensive, and I'm not disagreeing with that and then they look at the fact that it's a 101 megapixel camera and then they put two and two together and they think well why would I pay that for 100 megapixels you don't need them any etc well and while that is probably true for a lot of people they do not target those cameras at consumers they're usually for high-end documentation museums uh, fashion photographers or photographers who can justify the cost on something like that but the big takeaway with that IQ3 back it's black and white it's monochrome and when, when you consider the spectrum of light, the human eye only picks up a small portion of that. That's known as the visual spectrum. And what comes into this sensor, because there's no Bayer filter, there's no color information, you actually get an extended uh, range of light that goes beyond what the human eye can see. It goes into infrared territory. It's not an infrared camera, but it is extending through that. So you get 15 stops of light on that camera. And what this allows you to do is to use filters over the lens to start shaping the tone that you're getting in your black and white image. It is amazing. And I will say this, I have never been super, super excited about digital black and white. It's always been like unsaturated and then just kind of do your adjustments or whatever. This thing is phenomenal. It is a complete game changer. It allows you to get a better image to start out with to when you go into post and you're going to make your adjustments with that. It is mind blowing. I can't afford one, but I've had the luxury of playing with one for a few days. And so I want to show you guys what that can do by showing you some images so that review video will be out this week so anyway if you have any questions thoughts on the a7r2 nick software anything like that please leave me a comment until the next video i will see you guys then later